0: From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Put my name up in the light. It's Fitz and Harry
1: on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM channel 80 by asking your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Happy pre to all who observe. Never too early to start the weekend. Got pre kind vibes with Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Jason Fitz, who's out in Las Vegas. Uh, hours ahead of the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup Championship Parade, so congrats to him. Congrats to the great city of Las Vegas. Uh, major news out of the NBA today, and it happened within an hour of us going on the air, Harry, and that's the NBA suspending John Morant for 25 games for conduct detrimental. Uh, his second gun-related social media uh, brandishing, which seems like the only time we use this word, brandish a firearm, but second time in a couple of months. First suspension of eight games back uh, earlier in the spring didn't take, so this one is is 25 games. And there there are conditions for the um, re-entry for John Morant into the NBA. And all of that is relevant here and pertinent, Harry. To the NBA Executive Director Tamika Tramaglio's statement, this is the NBA Players Association Executive Director, her statement on the suspension of Ja Moran. This is some strong language here, saying, quote, Ja has expressed his remorse and accepted responsibility for his actions, and we support him unequivocally as he does whatever is necessary to represent himself, our players, and our league in the best possible light. As to the discipline imposed, which keeps him off the court until December and requires some unstated conditions to be met before he can return, we believe it is excessive and inappropriate for a number of reasons including the facts involved in this particular incident and that it is not fair and consistent with past discipline in our league. We will explore with Jaw all options and next steps. Close quote. With that, we sort of we sort of pull the pin on the grenade and ask Brian Windhorst to hold it for us now. He is our ESPN NBA insider who joins us here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. And, and Wendy, you hear that, especially that dismount there. We will explore with jaw all options and next steps. You hear that and think what, Brian?
2: Uh, Adam Silver has wide latitude and power on uh, disciplinary matters. And um, I, I do not think a compelling case can be made, uh, especially since this is the second offense within a very short period of time. And I would disagree that he has accepted responsibility. He says he's accepted responsibility, but his actions did not uh, dictate that he did accept responsibility for the first uh, situation. So I felt that suspension... Um, was reasonably in line with what was, was, um, I suspected. Uh, it is the Players Association's um, um, job to advocate for the players, and I think that they will. But, um, I, you know, Jaws' statement um, is pretty accepting of the situation. So you can't say out of one side of your mouth that he's accepted the consequences and him make that statement and then object to the consequences. So um, I wish her luck in pursuing that, but I would doubt that they would have much success.
3: Yeah, Wendy, when I hear that statement, all I can help but think about is, you know, John Morant talking to the commissioner, John Morant going up there with Jalen Rose and you know saying his side of things and what he feels like he needs to do moving forward. And let's just say, even if it was a toy weapon, a toy gun, I think that that makes it look that much crazier to me that you're even putting yourself in that position. So for Ja Morant moving forward, I think it's easy. Just don't put yourself in that position and we won't be here.
2: Well, I think there's a couple of things we have to understand. Number one, Ja and Adam Silver (coughs) met the first time he was suspended. What was said between the two of them, um, we don't know, but there was obviously some things said from Adam Silver and some things said by John Morant and then very quickly afterwards we had a second incident okay so now we've had a second meeting between John Morant and Adam Silver we don't know again what was said in those situations but I would have to imagine that Adam Silver that there were certain things said to Adam Silver by John Morant that ended up not being true or not being followed through on and so The way I look at this is this is not a penalty in and of itself. This is strike two. This is, uh, you know, as Adam has described both in this statement today and when he spoke in front of uh, reporters at the finals, he was, I don't remember the exact words he used, but, you know, shocked and, and stunned by seeing that. He was shocked and stunned by seeing it, not just because of the incident itself, but because he had just had a conversation with him about this exact situation. So, to me, this is a strike too. It's it. it and I don't. I mean, if you're a lawyer, you could certainly argue about it about you know the fairness of the um, suspension based on the act. But there's extenuating circumstances here because it happened. It not only happened again, but it happened again in a short period of time. And quite frankly. This still leaves the door open for, number one, John Morant to have a spectacular 2023-24 season. It takes nothing off the table for the Memphis Grizzlies and leaves open the, the the ability here for John Morant to rally through this, use this as a pivot point, and to make this actually a good part of his story. There's nothing here that's being, quote-unquote, taken away, in my view. I... Certainly, you know you can talk to ten people, and ten people can give you different opinions about the number of games. Some people will say it's too excessive. Some people say it's not excessive enough. But in my view, for it being a strike two, he hasn't had anything taken off the, you know, significant at least taken off the table, and that is a factor as well. I'm sure the NBA considered all that when it came to the number.
1: It does seem like trying to thread the needle. Is we're talking to Brian Windhorst, our ESPN. NBA insider. There is something you could say is being takeaway because it's obviously a suspension without pay, but beyond just the salary lost for this season with regard to games, Brian, what's going to be the financial ramification here for this, for John Moran?
2: Randy, he's got, he's, it's hit him $50, million.
1: 50. It's Our, one okay. of,
2: Yeah, it's one of the most financially penal situations that we've seen in the history of American pro sports. So... He had a clause in his contract that got him a thirty-nine million dollar bonus if he made the All NBA team. He made the All NBA team last season. Um, you know, when this incident happened in Denver, he almost certainly would have been All NBA. Um, following the suspension, he didn't make the team, and he wasn't actually particularly close. I actually had him on my NBA All NBA team but he wasn't close to making it. And there's, there's very little doubt in my mind had this not happened, he would have, um, he would have made that team. So it, it, he's really already considering what he lost in the suspension, um, from in the actual game salary, game checks and the 39 million, he's already at over $40 million lost. Um, and then he will get, he will face, uh, almost $8 million in further suspensions this year. Um, from this suspension. So he's already at around 48 million, um, you know, just by our calculations. And what we don't know is how much business this cost him off the floor. But I can document, you know, around 48 million dollars in losses just on his NBA salary from these two incidents. Wow. We're, we're talking to
3: Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. So, Wendy, when you look at the city of Memphis and the Grizzlies, is that the best spot for Ja Morant moving forward?
2: I'm, I do think so. I think the Grizzlies overall have a great organization. I think from from the way they operate, I mean, there are limitations in Memphis. It is a small market. Um, there's, there's certain barriers that they have to deal with that other franchises don't have to deal with, and that's been a very well-run organization. I would argue it's been one of the best run organizations i'm not just talking about basketball operations i'm talking about the way their organization runs it routinely is viewed as one of the best run organizations in um, in the nba they have a president jason wexler who's extremely well regarded throughout the nba um and that is that has become home for ja he spends his time there in the off season i mean that's what you want you want to start a player who's who's um dedicated to the city and he is He is entrenched in that city. I absolutely believe it's the place for him. But what has happened is the Grizzlies lost control on holding him accountable um, for some of his actions and some of his uh, friends' actions in and around the games. And that can happen in today's NBA. It's not just Memphis where that is is in danger of happening. And so this offers an opportunity to reset that. But more than anything else, it's it's an opportunity for John Morant to reset his priorities as well. Um, because if he wants to be a superstar player, a Hall of Famer, a champion, these are all things he can absolutely capture. I have no doubt. He can be an MVP. He can win everything. He can have the same trophy case that Nikola Jokic is holding on to right now. That's the kind of talent he is. He can be the face of Nike. He can be the guy who was in the Jordan and then LeBron and Kobe slot. All of that is there. But he's got he's to take advantage of it. And, and this is his opportunity to do so. And he can do all of that
1: for Memphis. He's Brian Windhorst, our ESPN NBA insider. Brian, I know it's a busy day. I know it's a, a hectic afternoon, man. Thanks for the time.
2: Take care, guys. Have a good weekend.
1: All right, Brian Windhorst uh, joining us is all guests do. 888-SAY-ESPN. It's the phone number, 888-729-3776. You can hit us up. You can call in. Is that the right number of games? Is it too light? Is it too much? Is it is it just right? We can Goldilocks this situation. And we'll we'll circle back on the one thing that Brian said that should absolutely send a message to John Morant. The question is, will it? He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott in for Fitz. That's next. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80.
3: Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
2: Breaking news regarding John Moran and the suspension:
1: 25-game suspension to start next season. There will be conditions to his return.
0: It feels like another slap on the wrist for John Moran. I'm really
1: disappointed that Adam Silver did not decide to take a little bit of a stand on this.
2: This has been extraordinarily penal mm-hmm. to Ja from a financial standpoint. It might even be closer to 60 million. Not to mention potential lost business with sponsorships.
1: All right, we have an answer to uh, at least one of the sponsorship questions, as it's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott, in for Jason Fitz. Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. Call in number 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to get to Roy the Trucker in just a moment, but this from Ramona Shelburne, who actually has a statement from Nike. So Ramona reporting... Uh, Nike says this on John Morant: "Quote: We are pleased that Jaw is taking accountability and prioritizing his well-being. We will continue to support him on and off the court." So it sure sounds like uh, Nike is, uh, you know, an income that uh, John Morant can continue to count on moving forward. Uh, there is still a relationship. What? What? Where did we land on? It was Powerade, right? So it's owned by Coca-Cola. So there is still a relationship with Powerade and and Coca-Cola. But we know today here, Harry, that. You know, it's 25 games on the court, and we're talking about more than $300,000 per game, so that's still close to $8 million just in, in missed games alone that, uh, that he's leaving on the table.
3: Yeah, it's a ton of money, um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, every dollar you can make doing something that you love, especially when you train and you work hard and you've given everything inside of you to get to this position, you don't want to waste it. You don't want to throw it away. Um, so I know it's just a, another learning experience for for Job ja Morant. But I think, like, moving forward for Ja, like, the trust factor. Can he be trusted? Can he trust himself, number one? Can his teammates trust him? Can the organization trust him? Can the commissioner of the NBA trust him to be able to, number one, take the proper steps because there are conditions upon his return? And he's going to have a microscope on him. And it's not just going through those proper steps just to play basketball. They, you have to show that you're, you are meaningfully, um, in a meaningful way that you are getting better as an individual, as a human being, and that they're gonna get the best version of you moving forward. And for John Moran as an individual, you should want to have you know, the best version of yourself, point blank period anyway, mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances are. So I think this is just an opportunity, and then it's decision-making. Decision-making has to be better. It's like I said um, a few segments ago, even if it was a toy gun that he had in his hand, why are you putting yourself in that situation? So right then and there, it tells me that wasn't the best decision for Ja to be making, And even if it
1: was. No, you're right about that. And we talk about the people around Ja, and you brought this up earlier, Harry, and it's a tremendous point. Like You do have to go... Maybe a top-down, you know, re- re-evaluation of the people who are in your life or the people you're around, because Josh's not alone in these cars. You know what I mean? In the Instagram live video in that car, he's not alone. There were people in that in that car who could have checked him and been like, "Hey, you know, maybe, we have, maybe if the gun's there. Maybe we move it out of the out of view. Maybe maybe we don't have a gun in the first place." And that's where we want to start on the call line. It's eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Roy the trucker, Roy, you're on ESPN Radio.
2: Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. What's up, Harry? What's listen, up, baby? don't lady? let uh, Fitch talk you out of coming to uh, San Antonio because I'm off every weekend. So,
1: look.
3: <laughs>
2: and I already gave you my phone number, too, so I hope you didn't lose it. So, listen. Where is John Morant's father at? Where is his father figure that raised him to say, what are you doing, boy? Because if it was me, my dad would be all in my butt. I can't say what I wanted to say, but man, <laughs> there ain't no way I'm going to let my son ruin his career
3: like that. What well, Roy, is
0: going
3: on? Roy, 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 Roy I, was, I would say this, and you bring up a great point because T. Morant, Josh's father is in his life and I can't help but think about, you know, my father being in me, my brother and my sister's life. And I'm at age 38 and I'm still nervous to mess up um, in certain ways and t- because I would have to face my father cuz I already know what it's going to be and he, he he's not going to sit up there and tell me things that I want to hear he's going to tell me the things that I need to hear and he still does it to this day that's why my father has always been my role model but I think when it comes to your father you got to be able to differentiate you know friend with your son mm-hmm. and father of your son and I think this is just one of those cases in these scenarios in which I think it's a learning experience also for T. Morant, John Morant's father, moving forward that, you know what, I need to be a father more so than yeah. John Morant's friend.
1: You know, I said it and you, you, you mentioned it, Harry. You were like, listen, if I'm doing this, my dad, I, you said I'm 38 years old. My dad is on my front porch with, mm-hmm. you know, a hand or finger in my chest uh, holding me accountable right now. And, and I said, why? Because of the money? And you're like, no, because of the actions. Because the actions that I'm bringing to, the, my, to my last name, to my house, to my family, to my children. See, I mean, Randy,
3: yeah. that, what you just said right there. See, it's, it's not a just about the money all the time. Right. Because when you're trying to leave a legacy, and I don't use that word legacy lightly, mm-hmm. it's the last name of my parents uh, uh, that I never want to embarrass. You know, and then when my kids grow older, I don't want them seeing certain things. And don't get me wrong. People make mistakes all the time. But you and you have an opportunity to right those wrongs. Mm -hmm. But still, I never wanted to embarrass my parents. That's why I tell my brother, always watch what you do. It's not just you, Tony. It's us as well. And my friends. Hey, it's going to be. Harry Douglas's friend. You got to watch what y'all doing as well. So, so, so everyone's under the microscope. Yeah. And I just think it's a point to where, man, you you don't want to embarrass your family name because that means more to me than money.
1: All right. Let's get to AP in Long Island. AP's been holding eight eight eight. Say ESPN is a phone number. AP, you're on ESPN Radio.
0: Yes. Good afternoon, fellas. Um, my, well, what I want to say has to do with the call I just called. It's the first point the caller just called said where's his father his father's pretty young his father be chilling in the crowd going out and having too much fun so that's not a good person to get advice for mm. and i don't want to agree with harry maybe it's right if he does get a change of his scenery a state where the gun laws are a little bit stricter so he wouldn't have to ride around with a gun 24 7 and i want to say thank you and uh shout out to gray bar
3: so so i'll say this <laughs> I, just just because gun laws are stricter doesn't mean he's not going to have a gun. Right. I, I, so, right so let right. me say that first. I, I just think it's the decision making uh, factor in it all. There, there's no reason to, to be holding up a gun while you're in the car. Because what if you're riding beside somebody and they see you holding it up and they think you're trying to point it at them, but then next thing you know, a tragedy happens. There's all kinds of reasons why not to just be doing certain things like that. So I think it's the the decision-making factor when it comes to me.
1: All right, AP's not the only one with, a, with, with an opinion on this. We already had Roy, the truck driver. The phone lines are jammed. If you're on hold, we will get to you. Stay with us. Everybody wants to weigh in. Is it the right thing? Number of games for John ja Morant. Twenty five games, the NBA handing down its suspension just hours ago. That still ahead on Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
2: Breaking news regarding John ja Morant and the suspension. 25
3: game suspension to start next season. There will be conditions to his return.
0: It feels like another slap on the wrist for John ja Morant. I'm really disappointed that
1: Adam Silver did not decide to take a little bit of a stand on this.
2: This has been extraordinarily penal mm-hmm. to Ja from a financial standpoint. It might even be closer to 60 million. Not to mention potential lost business with sponsorships.
1: Got our answer on the sponsorships, at least as it pertains to Nike. Jaws doesn't have to worry about losing any of that money. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott. In for Jason Fitz, who's out there on Parade Watch in Las Vegas with the Golden Knights, the City of Champions. 888, not with the Raiders, so we can be clear about that. 888, say ESPN. I say that as a Raider fan, all right? That's no shade. <laughs> that is no shade. That is just honesty. 888 Three seven seven six, and a reminder: Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. Find you know we talk about John Morant, we talk about the twenty-five-game suspension that the NBA has handed down. We talk about the financial impact a little bit here. And Brian Winhurst can actually share uh, a lot more intel on that. We might hear from Wendy here in a moment. But we do have calls that we want to get to because these phone lines here, Harry, are jammed. So, all right, did you ever have to play? I'm trying to think of your Louisville days. Did you ever play against Syracuse? I did. That's where we're going to start. Let's go to Lenny in Syracuse. Lenny, you're on ESPN Radio.
0: Lenny, hey. Thank you for this.
2: Um, I just want to say something. Uh, with, with, what's going on with John Moran, I, I can see, you
0: know, when you're in, in your early 20s like that, with all that money, you're one of the best players in the world. People love to come see you play. You know, where's the mentoring program for these guys? You know, where where's that guy in the locker room that, that can help these guys? Does the NBA have anything in place that could help these guys manage those things? You know, that's – I mean, I, I need – he needs to uh, – a- acknowledge what he did and accept it, but where, where, where are those things to, to help these guys?
3: So 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 I'll be honest with you because um, we had it in the NFL and also my brother had it when he was in the NBA, uh, Tony Douglas. You do have a player development uh, person on staff for each team in the NBA, each team in the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball I do not know about. You also go through numerous and numerous of meetings and um outings with your, with, your, with your team about certain instances and certain things that could arise and how to use better judgment or whatnot. So they do have those things. The only problem is that you just can't go home with these guys and, and, and sleep in their homes and babysit them 24 hours a day. That's the only problem. But the NFL and the NBA do have these things in place. And I actually know a lot of people that are counselors that leads the, that leads these conversations when they go into these organizations to have them with all the players.
1: All right, so that's yeah, okay. That that's a resource, but where is the line as an as an old head in that locker room? And I'm trying to think. Maybe Stephen Adams is that guy. Like they they are well, a see, very. Well, see, that's what they're missing, team.
3: Randy. I think I think that's the one thing that they're missing. Okay, they're missing that true true veteran guy who's not just a role player, but also plays a vital a vital role in their success. That can have those heartfelt conversations, but not just John Morant, but other people too. Because I felt like Dylan Brooks probably should should have uh, uh, definitely needed those conversations a season ago. For sure, yeah. Like the Memphis Grizzlies are miss, missing that piece.
1: Let's get to let's see. We'll keep it on the phone lines again eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You want to get off a take here uh, about John Morant? Did we drop someone? Did the Ohio call drop off? Evan, Ohio's off. Let's, Charles in Ohio. Charles, you still there? Charles, if you're there, you're on ESPN Radio.
0: Yeah, I'm still here. I'm Roger still here. That. I'm enjoying the show. Harry Douglas, I got a bone to pick with you real quick. Uh, bro. did you ever get those candles I was telling you about, partner?
3: Which ones?
0: The crossroads, the ones I was telling you about in Bucyrus. We talked about it a long time ago.
1: Yeah. big, no, can- big sorry, candle there. I'm
0: going to hook you up, Harry. Um, I want to just talk about – I heard your one caller talk about John Moran's dad. I mean, I don't know the man personally, but, you know, when it's focused on him for for a moment at the basketball game going against Shannon Sharp, I don't understand, you know, why his dad would even act that way. And then to even top it off, it's common sense, dude. You are a multimillionaire. You got all these kids that love you and your daughter. Use your common sense. Leave some of these other people alone because you're about to just throw everything away. I would love to be in that situation as a 50-year-old dude, but come on, it's just common sense right there.
1: I Listen, common sense rules the day most of the time, and then suddenly you're in a car and there's a gun and somebody's on Instagram Live and you're short potentially $50 million. Like, that's the thing. It, it, it's amazing how quickly, and Charles, we appreciate the call, Harry, how quickly just a, a, one or two decisions, one or two, bang, bang, pop bop, bop, that's it. You know, you bring a gun in the car and then there's Instagram Live and bop, bop, and then $50 million. Well, and really, you're out twenty five games.
3: You know what they say sometimes. Common sense at times don't isn't isn't that common too? You do you do run into things like that mm-hmm. as well.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. You're right about uh, Cornell in Maryland. Cornell, you're on ESPN Radio.
0: Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, love the show. Uh, I think the sentence is way too light. I think this is more about Adam Adam Silver uh, being a puppet to the owners and the, the union. Um, There's no pushback from Coca-Cola that we've heard of or Powerade. Mm -hmm. There's no pushback from Nike. And I think that uh, potentially this is actually the fourth incident with John, not the second. So I I believe he gave him a light sentence, relatively speaking, um, so that there's room for another incident because he's too big a star. He's worth too much money in too many pockets for them to say, okay, goodbye, John Morant. That's not going to happen. And I just don't see the the attitude of the mindset changing with, I know, you know, $8 million is a lot of money to me, that's for sure. But for somebody of that mindset in that age group,
3: you you know, you know what I would say to that? Welcome to America. Because that's, that's what America has become. Now we also got to understand that there's a business side of this too. And John Moran is going going to be able to play, Mm
1: -hmm. I believe
3: by December. So Yes, when you're Adam Silver and you're the commissioner, is that in the back of your mind? Of -hmm. course it is, because at the end of the day, you are running a business, and what's one of the things that business owners love? They love to be in the positive, not the negatives. Ja Morant allows them to be in the positives because he is a superstar player in the league. It's no different from what Nike probably feels at this moment right now as well.
1: Well, that's just it, too. If you bring a unique skill set, you are going to operate and be punished by, or maybe in this case not punished enough by, a unique set of rules. If you have an otherworldly set of skills that you bring to a competitive industry and you put your team in a position to be more competitive by your skills, and thanks to your skills, you're playing by different rules. That's just how that's how this country works. Capitalism can cut a lot of different ways. It's not just financial. Sometimes it has to do with ability and then availability being impacted by your actions. If I go out there and I bruise like a peach, and I can give you six hard fouls and maybe five good rebounds, but I don't get back on offense, and Ja Morant does something, we do the same, we commit the same infraction, throw the book at me, kick me out of the league, Ja's going to get 25 games. That's how it works. Yeah. It's it's not it is not you know a, a democracy. It's a meritocracy, and John Morant has those otherworldly skills. A reminder to tune into an AL East rivalry Sunday as the Red Sox host the Yankees. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Randy Scott in for Jason Fitz. We got the best, the worst, and the ugly from this week on Fitz and Harry. That's next. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros.
1: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It makes me so happy. That brings me back to Fort Myers 2007, 2006 that was everywhere everywhere and if skin color disqualified you from dancing to that song that committed multiple violations <laughs> <laughs> Harry Douglas Randy Scott in for Jason Fitz on Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 and just by asking your smart speaker to play ESPN radio it's been uh it's been fun filling in for Fitz I know Fitz is, is getting his parade on. Uh, there at, in Las Vegas. And he's probably going to, maybe he makes a couple bets while he's out there. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and, and take care of his responsibilities on this show. Okay? Fitz Picks is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Oh, give me
0: money, money, money. Time to build your balance. Give me the money. This is Fitzpix.
1: Give me the money. What's he doing with the picks? Can I start there? I need to know what kind of bar I'm living up to.
3: Well, no, he's doing really well. Yeah? Yeah, he's doing really well. But it, it's kind of been a, a group affair, so we all chime mm-hmm. in here and there. Some things he may pick on his own, but, you know, we may help assist him in bringing, bringing home some cash.
1: All right, I handed out a parlay. I was, I was over on, on Canty and Carlin yesterday, and I handed out a five-leg parlay that hit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. I'm a big fan of Total Base Props. Uh, Not necessarily money line, because so much of it, I mean, here you know this, so much of it is tied into the starting pitcher. Today, I didn't have a ton of time to do it. I'm going to go the over on, so it's a parlay, it's a four-leg parlay, plus at plus 800. I'm going to go over on the Red Sox-Yankees, it's nine and a half, it's a little steep. Tanner Houck has been pitching well of late for the Red Sox, kind of getting fat on weak opponents. I feel like the Yankees lineup starting to swing the bat a little bit better. I know they're still missing Aaron Judge, but still swinging a little bit better. And the, and the Red Sox bats have woken up. So I'm going to go ahead and say over uh, nine and a half runs. And then I'm just going to go money line against bad teams. Okay, so I'm going to go against the Kansas City Royals. I'm going to, go, I'm going to ride with the Angels because the Royals have the worst record in baseball. Well, the, the
3: Angels are playing good too right now.
1: They, I mean, Shohei is hitting everything that moves. Yep. And it's kind of masking a, a Mike Trout slump that's going on right now. I think Trout... Busts out of that slump tonight, as a matter of fact, in a big way. I'm going to go – the Phillies have been playing some good ball of late, I'm, and they're playing at the Athletics. I think the A's are just demoralized, Harry. So I'm going to say the Phillies win in Oakland, and then I'm going to back a home team in the Dodgers who welcome in the Giants. I think the Dodgers have woken up. They did so uh, – took two or three against the White Sox. So if all four of those happen, the one I'm most worried about is the over-under for Yankees-Red Sox. Thought about messing with the Anthony Volpe uh, over one, you know, one half total bases. So if he gets on base once, you win. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and ride with this. So again, over nine and a half for Yankees Red Sox and then Money line Angels, Phillies and Dodgers. And I like that. Yeah, anybody who bets regularly is like, you know parlays or sucker bets, that's, that's fine. That's fine, but we're having fun. We're trying to plus 800. You know, you can you can try to squeeze out a little bit of a win on a on a minus one twenty five, but we're gonna give you plus eight hundred. That's what we're here to but
3: do. But I, I need to get more into betting like parlays because I think you, you can make way uh, more money like doing it that way, right?
1: You, you you can. You could lose. You're more likely to lose. Yeah, but I mean. I'll take the risk. There you take the risk. The Alaskan fisherman is going to take the risk. <laughs> I'm so jealous of that trip, too, by the yeah, way.
3: If, if I have any issues, I'll, I'll just sell my king salmon and my halibut when <laughs>
1: just
3: I get keep back. keep the franks. I don't need the franks. You said the salmon. <laughs> oh, no, that's why our boss Liam. Our boss Liam is mesmerized by them jump hey, franks. Hey, yo! <laughs> <laughs> so what
1: are, you, what are you doing for Father's Day? Because it sounds like in the Douglas household, your father of two and two young ones, uh, but you're, you're you're getting the royal treatment for Father's Day. What's going on for Father's Day? At your yeah, house?
3: So, so my wife is going to take me out somewhere tonight and also Saturday. Because um, I told her Sunday, and I sent a text to my mom and also my mother-in-law like, hey, I want us all to be together on Father's Day. I want to cook. Even though I'm a father, I want to cook for my father, who is always Johnny on the spot whenever me, my brother, and my sister needs him. And actually, he is my role model when he just does so much for our family. And then my wife's father, Mr. Anderson, he does a lot for their family and has since uh, my wife and her sister um, were kids growing up, up until now. So, listen, I I just think Father's Day needs to be celebrated and fathers need to be appreciated more, Um, not just in our country, but in our world. Because you have phenomenal fathers out there who go above and beyond to make sure not just their kids are okay but their entire household a uh, household along with their significant others so i just want to show my my father and my and my father-in-law man how much i appreciate both of them mm-hmm. and give them the love that they deserve
1: so my dad is my dad and that's that's beautifully put i hope you get some shine as well it sounds like your better half is gonna is gonna take care of some things on you know in your household to celebrate you as well i my, my dad's 79 It's turning 80 this year we're flying out to california from the east coast my kids have never been west of like you know pennsylvania uh so we're so we're gonna fly out and i'm gonna go solo i call it the adventures of solo dad o'brien because it's it's <laughs> it's me and, and me and the we three and then we're and we're just flying west we're gonna go to orlando this weekend we're wheels up tomorrow so i'm gonna have father's day i think at epcot <laughs> i think at epcot on sunday and uh i don't know man i kind of have this we i dads can do it different ways i'm not here to parent shame i don't i don't i don't drink in front of my kids uh, I just, for, for my dad, my my brother, my sister, man, we could just, uh, off the top of our head, we know our dad's drink order. It, you know, Jack and <laughs> Diet, tall glass if you got it. And we anywhere from a Mexican restaurant to Chili's, whatever, if you came with a short glass, a low-ball glass, the Admiral would send it back. And I just don't want to be associated with a drink order with my kids. But it's going to be hard to be at Epcot and have so many wonderful dining options and drinking options. I have a solution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead.
3: Papa edible because see i don't drink in front of my kids either so i understand that so yeah randy we talk about edibles on our show consistently
1: is amazing Go and do this your show, thing, man this show <laughs> is, is outstanding i'm just gonna eat my way around the world as opposed to drinking my way around the world that's how i'll celebrate father's day but it'll be good to be with the kids it's always good to be with you harry first time in, in forever i really appreciate it guys thank you happy father's day to you and yours this is fitz and harry espn radio
0: you've been listening to the fitz and harry podcast you can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on the ESPN Radio. And you can
3: watch on the ESPN app.